Hello, everyone. This is Janine Stanley welcoming you all to the August. The August? Wow, that was a... <laughs> How about the April Explorer call? And April of 2023, I was wondering what year my brain was going to fill that in with. So we are here tonight with a little bit different show for you. We're going to impart some great information to you. We're going to talk about updates, and then we're going to talk about feedback and why it's important. And tonight I have with me, of course, our producer, Sid. Hey, Sid. Hello, Janine. Hi, everybody. We have a new face with us. Actually, she's not new. She's been around IREF for a bit, but I think this is maybe your second or third time on the Explorer call. Agent Manager Amanda Knuckles. Hey, Amanda. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. And we have our Vice President of Service Delivery, Savannah Massey. Hello, Savannah. Hello, everybody. Excited to be here today. And Joshua Flewellen, our world traveler, is here also. Thanks, Janine. So, Hey, there he is. Awesome. So we are going to get started with some IRA news. And we will start out the IRA news with Access Partners. All of you in Albany, New York, and I, I put out a tease to the WhatsApp group to see exactly how many state capital airports have IRA. And you know what? I never found the answer because I got too busy today, but <laughs> there are there are at least a few of them. Definitely. Uh, Joshua will have this in like two seconds for us here. But uh, how many airports do you think besides Albany state capitals are IRA access locations? We'll let that one sit for a minute. But the Albany International Airport, I believe it's ALB is their airport code. They are now an IRA access location. That adds to all of the other great airports in upstate New York right now. We have Buffalo, Niagara. We have Albany. We have Syracuse. I almost forgot about Syracuse when I was telling someone about them earlier. But uh, And we're just waiting on Rochester now to fill out that part of the state and uh, give everyone access up in upstate New York. We also have, of course, in Buffalo, we've got the airport and the Buffalo Niagara County Transit. So anytime you use a bus or other conveyance in that area, your IRA use is covered. Very exciting. Now we have a special event if you live in Philadelphia or are going to be in the Philadelphia area in the next few days. So starting tomorrow and going through Sunday, Temple University's Institute on Disability will have an exhibit called File Life, and it is about the Pennhurst facility in um, that area. And this exhibit is going to be, it's a really big part of disability history. It's one of the institutional facilities that was shut down in the 1980s. And you will get to hear stories, you'll get to hear from some people who were actually in Pennhurst as clients, patients, whatever you want to call them, but they were there and they will be telling their stories and IRA will be provided. You may have listened to our podcast that went out yesterday talking about this and the idea from the Institute on Disabilities is that they want to have always on access so that regardless of if you are deaf, if you are visually impaired, whatever your disability, the accommodation is there for you. You don't have to call ahead. And I know everybody's seen on the forms, you know, call ahead for accommodations. Oh, and, and then you cross your fingers and hope that it happens. Well, here they just want it to happen very naturally. So 
If you are in the Philadelphia area, we have some information about this. Um, it's been on our social media, and you can also go to the Instagram account, which is very accessible. It's a fun account, and that's Instagram.com slash M-A-C slash I-O-D. And we'll, of course, put that out again tomorrow as an ad for them. So stay tuned to our social media if you're going to be in the Philadelphia area. And for folks in the UK, we have some good news that we will be coming out with in very shortly. It'll probably be around the first week in May that we'll be talking. You'll notice it already in your app, though. I'm just going to say that. And we will be telling you more about these new access locations that are part of a year-long pilot, uh, probably through our social media and through the podcast later in May. So there's a teaser for you for our British folks. We haven't had a new access partner in the UK in a long time. Alrighty, now to the fun. I'm going to go over here to my outline and we're going to talk about the apps. And as you know, I make that plural because I was on a call just now and uh, or recently here this afternoon and somebody said, you realize you have like four apps. And I thought, wow, we have that many. Well, we kind of do, although the iOS and Android apps are no longer separate. So they are basically the same as is our desktop slash web app. But they were referring to also the app version that we have on the blind shell. Uh, classic 2. And then I'm trying to remember what the other that does make for Janine. All right. So we announced this app coming out last month and we were all excited about it. And the dev team has added some great new features for everyone. So the current version of our app is 1.5.3. And that came out last week, I believe. And what this has added since our last call, you now have the ability to share photos from your camera roll. Now the Android folks were able to do this already, but the iOS folks just got this capability. So you can actually go in and do that. And I will show you that here shortly. Um, but a lot of people have asked, so why do you have two apps? Why do you have Ira Legacy and Ira Explorer? Well, there's a very good reason for that. The Ira Legacy app still has a few features that are going to be helpful for you. You can have both apps. You can still download the Ira Legacy app from the iOS uh, app store. Uh, Android, it's no longer available because any of the features in Android, it really doesn't matter there. So wasn't quite applicable. But in the App Store, you can still download the Ira Legacy app in case you got rid of it when you got the new app. You can have them both. You can interchange them when you call Ira for whatever need you might have. And we'll explain here in a minute why an agent might say, you know, you should really try the, to do this in the Legacy app. You may have a better result there. So we have a couple things that are in the Ira Legacy app that are not in the Ira Explorer app. And one of them is changing your payment method. Now they're working on that. I'm not sure when that's going to be available in the Explorer app. So that's why we're keeping the Legacy app alive because we know 
that people need to change their payment methods from time to time at times when customer care is not open. And the same thing goes for the list of plans and being able to change your plans. And we will at some point in the fairly near future uh, give you the ability to downgrade your plan as well as upgrade it. So we have that. But we also have preset messages in our message feature in the legacy app, you can make preset messages. We have some scripted ones, but you can also uh, modify those and make your own. And if you use that a lot, keep using the legacy app messaging feature because it has those and we haven't been able to put those over yet into the Explorer app. Troubleshooting. If you are experiencing difficulty doing something with the IRA Explorer app, your agent may tell you, depending on what it is, that you might have a better experience using the legacy app. For example, taking photos. We've had some difficulties. It's very random, though, with photos. And so your agent may suggest that if you really need this photo and you need clarity and things like that, that you might want to use the legacy app. So that's a good reason to have both apps. We are going to have a short demo here of if I can get all of my... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I, it, this is like NASA here in the background. So I am now in my IRA Explorer app. Speech on. There we go. Browse access offers button. And browse access offers. I can of course do that, but. Configure devices, but browse access, attach message or files button. This is the big new feature that came out of CSUN. There we go. Button. Call IRA with message heading. And of course you can call with a message. Message, text field, is editing, character mode, insertion point at start. So there's where you can type in or dictate your message. Attach files button. And you can attach files, which I'm sure many of you who use the desktop app have been doing for a while now. Attach photos button. And attach photos. Now, if I double tap on this. Cancel button. I'm going to go right to my photo, my camera roll. Selected, photos, button, albums, button, add, dint, button. Photos, people, places, search field. Now you can search and that add button was dimmed because Dictate. I didn't button. pick a picture yet. So vertical scroll bar, 100 down screenshot, here. date, screenshot, date, April 4th. Oh, let me a screenshot put this. screenshot blue background with white text and a map. We'll put this screenshot in. Collected. I'm going to select screenshot. it. Add button. And add it. Add text field. Is it message? Text field. Okay, and I'm back in my mode. message. Insertion point. Attach files button. Attach photos button. I can't talk out loud right now. Switch button off. And of course we have the I can't talk out loud right now button. Move IMG underscore 0055 PNG button. Call an IRA agent with a file button. And that is the really the biggest new thing that we have in the app that came from your input. Call an IRA agent and with a this file is button. really sort of a, I'm going to shut everything down here. This is really a lead in to our next topic because these changes in the app came from your feedback. Many people at CSUN said, we love the file thing, but can we do photos? And a week later, we had photos out there for you. So your feedback is super important. But tonight we're gonna shift that from the app over to the agent side. Now, you know, we've been rating agents since the beginning of IRA, but why? Why have we done this? Actually, let me finish up a couple of things here under the phone. Sorry, I'm so disorganized, folks. Under the phone. So if you're going to troubleshoot, we'll go back to that. Uh, we talked about photos. You 
may want to have the agent try the flashlight or you may want to try the legacy app and let me tease you with the coming soon on the app updates though before we get into our topic about feedback coming soon to the iPhone Siri integration. I know many people like to start the app, like to make a call with Siri. We are going to have that in the Explorer app coming very soon, probably the next app update, we hope. So stay tuned for that. Let's see if Janine can bring some clarity and continuity to this call. So we're going to talk feedback. Why is it important from an agent standpoint? And this is where I welcome Amanda and Savannah to really talk about this. And let's get into it. So tell me a little bit about feedback, ladies. What, what is so important about leaving feedback for a call? Sounds great. Thanks, Janine. I appreciate it. Um, so we wanted to talk, quickly mention today that there was Part of the app update changes requested that the explorers had was our ability to give feedback to our agents. And so with the recent app update, there is a section that you can type in notes and provide more context to the good and the bad and the ugly because we want to hear it all. So it's really critical for us to continue to develop and training for our agents to be brought to the in class for us to get continuous feedback so we can continue to improve. And what's important about this feedback component is when we receive feedback often is maybe a word or two great agents or call with no context without having to actually watch the entire video to determine um, what, the, what we need to do to address that. So we would love to get more specific and clear actionable feedback in the feedback section of the app so that we can truly do both celebrate agents who are consistently meeting our expectations, as well as provide support and additional coaching and training for agents that need to improve in certain areas. So if you're ever hesitant whether you should share or not, please share. We want to hear it all. We truly do. Our agent managers spend many hours every single week reviewing call after call, whether it's been flagged or randomly selected for quality assurance purposes. And we use those opportunities for celebration and as well as coaching and development. So do not hesitate. And we love the feedback the good and the bad and the ugly. So with that, I um, want to kind of transition to recently we've been getting a lot of, you know, requests about, I called, agents just told me they're about to get off. I had to hang up, call back again. So one of the best practice on this is uh, to call a few minutes at the top of the hour. So that will give you more time. And what would also be, you should expect from our agents is that initially when you call or agents should be clarifying what task you'd like to accomplish. After recognizing the task you'd like to accomplish, ask for an estimated time that you anticipate to accomplish this task. Once they have those two informations, they can let you know, I can stay on for the next 45 minutes to complete this task with you, or it's best to hang up and call back and another agent will pick it up. So to help for the efficiency purposes and, and making sure your needs are met, please provide those. Uh, that is what you should expect from our agents the minute they answer our calls. With that, also remember that um, we cannot guarantee that agents will be on more than the rest of the present hour. So for long tasks, calling, at the, calling after the top of hour will help to ensure that an agent is in for a longer period of time in order to complete a task. 
with one agent. So that's one of the key updates on the agent manager component. Please know um, we take feedback and insights very seriously. I have some quick updates to add on to that. So please remember our customer care team is small and mighty, but we are here available to support with any questions and concerns you may have between the hours of 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Sunday. Uh, anytime you send us an email through support at ira.io, remember we respond in the following business day and then our turnaround time is about 24 hours after receiving the email. Um, if you did not receive a response from us, feel free to give us a callback. If you request a callback, we do everything we can to respond to all callbacks by the end of the day or first thing in the following business day. Customer care team will be closed on the Mother's Day weekend, which is May 13 and 14, as well as on Memorial Day weekend, um, specifically just on Monday. So please keep in mind, uh, if you call and you're requesting a call back, they are not going to be calling you back until Tuesday or Monday after returning back to a holiday. So the one last uh, update that I wanted to share here is that we will be inviting our agent managers who've been working very hard on preparing our agents for the convention seasons. Believe it or not, July is around the corner. So we're doing everything to can, can prepare for our convention season. And so that's small teasers to you. In, in June, we'll get, we will come back and discuss more and deep dive and all ways you can better prepare to maximize your time by using IRA while at convention. Lots of great things happening here at IRA as we're moving the conversations forward. We are available and also always available for direct reach out if anything needed. So please continue to reach out to us and share your thoughts and feedback. That's all for updates from me. Back to you, Janine. Awesome. Thank you so much, Savannah. And folks, again, that is um, Mother's Day weekend, May 13th and 14th. Our customer care team will be closed, the customer care office. And then also on Memorial Day, that last Monday in May. May 29th. I wanted to ask you a question, though, Savannah and Amanda. So we had someone very uh, late in the day here ask via an email about why they can't get the same agent. Um, they were on a project and they had to call back and the one, the first agent knew the project really well. And then they had to explain it to the second two agents. And why can't they get the same agent all the time? I can take that one. Uh, you, you never know what schedule an agent is going to have. Our agents are allowed to set their own schedule however they want. And that is one of the great things uh, that everybody enjoys about being an agent is being able to work various hours for privacy reasons. We don't share those schedules. Uh, we do strive to make sure that all of our agents are skilled on the tasks that we you know, commonly receive and expect them to be very knowledgeable on. There are going to be specified tasks or specific programs that agents may not know how to do, uh, that's okay. That is not something we cannot expect agents to know every single program that's out there. Uh, we do wind up with agents that are skilled in specific things. So it is okay to ask 
the agent to see if someone is on that has that specific skill, as long as you recognize that, you know, um, reading music or uh, being able to um, use a specific program that you use for graphic design or something, that they may not be skilled in that. A great way that you can prepare for that, uh, if you have information that you can provide ahead of time, you can either put it in a document and transfer that over to your agent when you call in at the start of the call, put it in messaging that way. Uh, and of course, you can now put pictures if there's a picture that you want to send. That's a great feature that you can use in order to get that information directly to the agent. And also, if you don't mind spending a few minutes with whatever current agent that you have, especially if it's one that might understand a program better, they can take some notes in your profile or in a document in your folder for the next agent so that they have great information to follow up uh, with and get them started. Uh, because screen readers don't read it out exactly how it's visually seen sometimes. One day an explorer called in and they wanted to see uh, what this button was because it kept reading something. It wasn't even visible. The screen reader JAWS was reading it on the back end and it wasn't even visible. It was actually in a drop down and it was just a an error with how they had coded it, but the agent couldn't even see it. So it's like reverse accessibility, they, right? <laughs> Exactly. When they wanted the, the agent to click on it, it literally was not visible. So things like that are, are notes that an agent can put in your profile. The more that you have that way, the easier it is for the next agent to pick up. And going back to the, um, the ratings, the feedback that you leave, it is imperative, like Savannah said, to leave actionable feedback. Uh, as a manager, um, I can promise you that every single piece of feedback that you leave for every call, and I know that's a lot, but I promise you it is read by uh, definitely by that agent's manager and possibly by other people as or definitely, you know, by other people as well, depending. But we read every piece of feedback uh, as great as is as it is to read great job this you know awesome agent we need more of them we love hearing that but the actionable items are what really makes a difference if you can say uh the positives and the negatives you know you can say that uh, this agent didn't know how to use this specific program that you know i wanted to use and what they really struggled that gives us feedback and especially if it's a program that we wind up seeing that lots of explorers are calling in to use then that lets us know that there might be a need that we can work on with our learning uh, and development department to create some type of coursework uh, so that they can better be knowledgeable or document to help them if it's something that's used frequently. Uh, we are also able to use that if it is something that they uh, need to improve upon that we already work on, that manager will then develop a plan and work with that agent to ensure that they are up to par and meeting and exceeding expectations that, that we should have for them. If it, is a, uh, if it is a positive feedback that you're leaving, that can be actionable as well. So you can say this agent did amazing with a team viewer or with, um, Word. I, I needed a Word document formatted. I didn't want. I didn't want it in Doc. I wanted it in Word, and they were able to really do this. And I know I've had other people that have struggled before, but they figured it out, and they left awesome notes for the next agent. And you know, just great job on their part. That is feedback that we also deliver to the agents because we do go over this feedback with the agents as well. Your feedback goes to them, so they know that 
when they're doing good, when they're doing bad, it's used uh, to provide the feedback that they need to make them the best agent that they can possibly be. Let but that me, also helps yeah, us. Let me, let me our, make sure though, um, Amanda, and yeah. I hate to interrupt you, but let me make sure. Uh, understand folks, that is totally anonymous. Um, the agent does yeah. not know who gave that feedback. That's correct. And even if you put your name in there, the manager does not deliver that name with that feedback that is redacted from that when it is given to them. So they never know who left the feedback. Although I love seeing that, you know, so this this explorer and their dog's name left the feedback. Uh, we get enjoyment about that as managers, but no one ever knows that it came from you. That's absolutely right. That's great. Um, and then the new app, an important thing to mention about the new app is that I know it's been asked for for a long time to have more than, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. And that's what you get with the new app. So if you haven't tried it out yet, please, please, please try it out because it's awesome. You are able to give good, average or bad. And the great thing is it separates it out between agent and the app itself. So you'll see two different feedback forms when, when you go through the app at the end of the call. And you only need to, to fill out the agent part for the agent and different information for the app if you have feedback for the app. That's not required, but that's great information like the uh, photo troubles that we've had and whatnot like that. As Janine mentioned, that is very sporadic. So we, our uh, engineering and development team is really working on honing in on where the problem is there so we can fix it. And uh, the, the more we can tell where it's coming from, the better. This is great information. And let me in fact show you again with my Speech on. lovely phone here. I'm going to go into, and we'll show you Bravo. how this looks actually, once I get back Attach in fines. here. All righty, we're gonna get out of that screen. You. Tab three of four, usage. Tab I'm gonna to go four. to my Button. usage tab here. Usage, heading. And under usage, I'm gonna to go to my call 36 history. 36 team accommodation, your next five minute minute breakdown, but call history button. There's my call history. Back. And we'll look at one of these feedback forms. Call history, heading, Wednesday, April 19th. 2020, Tuesday, April 18th, 2023 at 1.49 p.m. Agent, Jalen, duration, one minute, 36 seconds. Tap to okay, provide that feedback. that was a Myra, super button. short call. So this one, I have not provided any feedback on. So let me double tap. Back button, feedback, heading. How is Agent Jalen? Agent rating, button. And I'm gonna tap on agent rating. Dismiss, good, button. Average, button, bad, button. Average, but good, button. And I'm going to tap on good because Jalen is amazing. Button. We got this task done in probably less than a minute, I think. Feedback. Not going to brag, but he might be one of mine. <laughs> he is awesome. And this one was just so quick and efficient. And if I wanted to put that in, I would say, you know, this was a very short task, but it was a little complex how to do it. And I had to explain it to him and it was done before I was done with the explanation. So <laughs> that was, that was awesome. Agent and there's our text box. Agent rating. Good selected. Button. And any comments? Thank Agent Jalen. Switch button. There's any comments? Any comments? Text field. Thank Agent Jalen. Switch button. Off. Now, what does this mean, Amanda? What happens when I thank Jalen, as I'm going to do here? So it is going to show up uh, in the manager uh, review that we have. It'll show up with kudos. That's what it'll show. Kudos, true or false is how we'll read it. Awesome. And then we can tell them how many people think to the end. So it's, it's a quick way to do it. Uh, not as great as actual feedback, but definitely something that that they like to have. And uh, it's always nice to, to say that 
somebody thanked me for something. Sure. And if they went above and beyond, this is a great place to put that as well. Uh, when, after you put your feedback. How was the IRA app? Now, how was the IRA app? Rating button. I will rate the app. Dismiss. And I like to do this just a mess with the dev team. Good button. Average button. Eh. Bad button. Average oh, button. It wasn't bad. It was average. Back we'll button. We'll do that. Feedback. How is agent agent rating? Good. Any thank. How is app rating? Now, average selected button. I'm going to stop that. At the moment in iOS, for some reason, voiceover goes up to the top of the page with these, and we're trying to work on fixing that. Um, hoping that's not an iOS 16 voiceover thing. Any comments? Text but, Provide additional feedback button. Here's another section of the rating uh, area. Provide additional feedback. We'll Back. just button. tap here. Additional feedback heading. What did Agent Jalen do well? Select friendly. Switch button off. Friendly. On. Up. Detail oriented. Switch button off. Definitely. On. Resourceful. Switch button off. Um, didn't have to do too many resources on that call. Efficient. But Switch button off. Efficient. Definitely. On. How can we improve the IRA app? Select all that apply. Now, here's how we can improve the IRA app. And please, please, please pick one of these. Um, if there's something that did not go the low way you support. expected. Switch button off. So we have low vision support. Audio quality. Switch button off. Audio quality. Screen reader interaction. Switch button off. Screen reader interaction. I'm going to pick that because I don't on. like that cursor going back up to the top. Other. Switch button off. And we have other. Now, unfortunately, with other, you can't really uh, type in anything to fill in that. But submit button. And we can submit. Loading back. Thank you for your feedback. Voila, there we go. Speech off. So that is our new system of feedback. And this came about because folks really wanted for years to be able to rate the agent and the app separately. And I think that can make a big difference on a call because you might have had the most wonderful agent in the world and technology was not cooperating that day. I'll tell you what. Now, let's go ahead. We have one question that was uh, submitted ahead of time, and that was from Jim, and this was a letter, and we are just going to go over it here. So Jim asks, do the IRA Explorer and IRA Legacy app do the same things, and do we need to keep both of them on our phone? And the answer is no, they do not. They do the same essential thing, but as you see, the Explorer Legacy app has some features, and the new IRA Explorer app has some advanced features, especially the rating system. So depending on what you need to do, uh, you can have both apps on your phone. Uh, if you're running low on phone space, you know, that's your decision, but the apps don't take up a lot of space on your phone. So you can have them both. You will possibly have to sign in and out, although I have been able to have both apps where I can just open them and be right in the call screen. So that kind of depends on your situation, but we can certainly do that. And then Jim also asks, is the, Air, is the IRA Explorer app available on the PC? Yes, it is. And it is available as a web app called IRA Explorer. Same thing. Um, we just call it IRA for desktop colloquially, uh, and you can get to that by going to explorer.ira.io, and that will take you right to the sign-in screen. You'll sign in with your account, and all of your information will be there. So it's sort of one app to rule them all, or one coding system to rule them all when we use uh, Flutter to create these apps, because here we have the desktop app will be the same as your phone apps and the app on the Blind Shell Classic 2. 
So that is the answer for that one, Jim. We had another, uh, did you answer all of Jim's questions? I think I did, yes. I believe I did, got all of those. So yeah, let's throw it open. Do we have questions in the Q&A? Yes, there is. Oh, there great. is a question from Scott Marshall. Hey, Scott. Uh, what about assisting in completion of a tax form next year to year involving transferring numbers from W-2 form, et cetera, into the 1040 form? Do you want me to take that or would yes, you like please. to? Yes, please. Yes, please. All right. Um, our agents, uh, while not skilled tax preparers, I promise you do tons of tax time oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, planning and whatnot. There uh, are always calls going on from January through April and then longer if you've uh, extended mm -hmm. working with things like this. It's just like any other task, although they're not specifically trained in it. Uh, most programs are pretty intuitive. If it is something that is a little bit more specific, you can provide directions or look up uh, and call in already with instructions for the agent. Or if you don't mind spending your minutes, uh, the agents can definitely look up that information and work through it, uh, be it uh, guides or YouTube videos or anything like that. Agents are definitely um, YouTube or uh, Google ninjas and YouTube ninjas actually just had a task recently where the agent had to look up how to open a package and get out a battery. And uh, I would have never figured this out. And I'm pretty good at figuring these things out. And I would have never figured this out. And within five minutes, she had it. And we had the battery changed and life was good. Anybody else in our Q&A? In the Q&A here, there's none. Let me swap over to YouTube. Yeah. Oh, looks like one just popped oh, up. Oh, super. We have a few hands. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to go through the yeah, hands? Yeah, let's go to the hands, Sid. Who right. do we let's have we'll in with, our uh, audience? Kobe. Uh, Kobe, uh, you're online now. Kobe, uh, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Good evening to you all. Hey, I just want to say um, thank you to you all. Uh, through my partnership and working with Tulsa Transit to get IRA. It's been a benefit to me and my job and being able to use our bus system here in Oklahoma, currently trying to get Tulsa International Airport on board with it. Oh, that would be wonderful. And we are so excited to have Tulsa Transit. Yes, Cody, yes. Well, awesome. you know, thanks to me <laughs> calling customer care and bothering them countlessly <laughs> and walking into the customer, customer service representative's office every weekday and bothering her and so it was awesome you know that's sometimes what that's what it um, takes but i just want to say you know thank you all thank you to the to the agents and uh i i enjoy ira <laughs> it's it saved me with my me and my other half's guide dog we've we've had a sick puppy all week so oh. yes oh no we yeah, did that yeah. last week in our house, and hopefully well, yes, all is yes, well but, now. And, um, uh, I, agents had to help us make sure the floors weren't stained. <laughs> yes, but... Oh, yes. <laughs> Probably one of those tasks they do, you know, way more yeah. than... Everybody gets embarrassed about that, and I tell people, don't yep, be embarrassed. Yep. You know, it's okay. But, you know, no again, it, it, having <laughs> Ira with Tulsa Transit has made a difference in my job um, because we have a program we use to book... ADA trips that's not accessible and so oh my, yeah that's it makes my job every day oh. fun um but it, it really has made mm. a difference for me as far as using the bus system you know and and familiarizing oh, myself with routes and planning a route to see oh is this walkable or is it not walkable and do we need to you know just use uber because you know not everywhere oh, has fantastic. sidewalks <laughs> Cody and um, this 
you know. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm well familiar with that aspect. And this kind of feedback is what we will pass mm -hmm. back to Tulsa Transit and to our other access partners. Um, we, we love this because, you know, it really means a lot mm -hmm. to them to hear what this is doing for people. Yeah, I've, I've already passed this feedback do. on to the general man through the to the general manager um, and to, to some of our some of our, um, you know, IT, IT people. Um, so they're, they're well aware. Pass it on yes. to all the blind have folks. Have we figured Tulsa. out, are we going to get Uber as a, um, have we figured out anything on that? I know that was working. We are working on it. It is something that we're looking at. We're trying to get the right <laughs> contact at Uber. Um, we did get a good lead from CSUN, <laughs> right. which was great. And um, I think Troy is following up on that as we speak to try to get the two mm -hmm. dev teams talking to each other. And so, you know, hopefully we will get right, Uber. Right. Makes a world of difference. Well, thank you all so much. And I'll just hang out and listen. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. Have a good evening, Cody. Excellent. All right. Uh, do you want to take uh, some more questions, Janine? Sure. Let's All just. Right. Next one up, we'll go to uh, Misty. Hi, Misty. Uh, you're online. Can you hear us? So on the photos uh, sharing side of things, a um, couple of questions on that. So my goal, of course, like probably many others, would be to you know, give the agent a photo and have them describe what's in it. Um, and so is there a quick and easy and dirty way to, when, whenever they describe a photo, to be able to have them write the description out so that later it appears uh, as a description when you use voiceover in your camera roll directly, oh. so you don't have to do anything else. They write the description, it'll appear in your camera roll under your photo. And secondly, um, I've, I've actually uh, put uh, descriptions on some of my photos already, including Ira 1, Ira 2, which I'm going to get described the next time I have time. And so when you select a photo, are those descriptions that you've added with voiceover into your um, photos on your photos app, the native app, are those read when you're selecting a particular photo? So you can tell, like, say, I want to select IRA 5, that I've labeled IRA 5. Can you, can you do oh, that? In very the, good the question. Um, Amanda, I'm going to ask for your experience on that from the agent side of doing photos. What do you think would be the best way for Misty to get the, this, this task done? And what, what appears to you whenever, um, say, she shares a photo with you or you maybe share her screen and label those photos? I'm not sure if voiceover reads it or not, but agents can definitely um, okay. label them for you. I have had it done a few different ways. I've seen it done a few different ways where uh, explorers will call in uh, with a, they know what they want the different photos to be labeled. They'll send a document and say, can you put these and combine this together? Uh, so there's lots of different ways. I haven't seen how the new app does with the actual labeling if okay. you doing it on your end though i'm not 100 certain on that care can probably mm -hmm. answer that okay. question for you though when you are dealing with photos and if you say send a batch of photos and can you send these back to me with descriptions or can you write down a description in the message portion of the message feature and then i go up there go be sure you're in the message feature i go up and grab that text from the screen with the command to um, copy the last thing that voiceover said to the clipboard and it will do that and then you can go paste it in another document if need be and that's kind of a quick and dirty way to do it um, and then of course you can also use the desktop app and either connect your iphone to your computer or um, upload your photos to iCloud and have them there to be labeled 
um, via your computer. I've done that one too. Hopefully, and please try all of these. Sorry, folks, I'm adjusting my microphone. There we go. Please try all of these, Misty, and let us know which one of them works for you and which is a good workflow because, you know, different different situations, but you described a couple of different um, situations with photos. I'm sure we all have that giant photo album. <laughs> Anyone else? Sure. Uh, let's go oh, with uh, Raheel. Uh, Raheel, uh, can you hear us? Hi, Janine. Oh, How you whoa. doing? Hi there. So basically, when I'm shopping at Target with Ira, right, I call... I tried calling Ira today, and I used my five minutes for yesterday, but today it said, alert, 100% of my minutes were used, even though I was parked at Target getting off of Paratransit in my area. I don't understand why this doesn't apply automatically, and I have to go in and apply the offer to for Target. And call the agent and one of the agents like, are you sure because you're using target.com and it's mainly used for target.com shopping mm-hmm. and I can't get the automatic offer even though I have everything enabled ah. in Latham in the Latham area target that you have a contract with mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you what, Raheel, the best thing to do in situations like this, where because it should automatically trigger when you walk into Target, and you should get a notification in the app. But if it's not doing that, um, call into customer care and give us the address of that Target store, and we can look at the geofence for it, because that's what triggers it. Now, the Target.com offer, the agent was probably asking you, because that one is usually used online and should be specifically for looking at things online. And and I understand if the offer wasn't coming up, you can also always ask your agent, hey, look, I'm in Target. You know, you can see where I am with the um, GPS. And for some reason, it's not triggering. Can you trigger the offer for me? And that's something people can do, right, Amanda? Uh, yeah, they can activate a target.com offer on our side uh, once they've verified that it is within the proper yeah. geofence area. But definitely um, follow up mm-hmm. with care so we can ensure that any any issues like that are being fixed. I will say that you know there are batches that are done when when new new places come on board and things are geofenced and every now and then just the way that the way that the mapping goes every now and then it's a little off so if you ever encounter that follow up with care that way you're not you're not wasting uh, minutes trying to to deal with that with an agent they are the the agent can do nothing on that end care team are the yep. ones and that also are also another thing you might want to try Raheel is to go further into the store so go ahead and walk in go in you know a little bit um past the doors and then try again because sometimes that geofence might be a little bit skewed and it will invoke the offer from that point so hopefully that is helpful and thank you for shopping at target we love this this is great um you guys are bringing the access partners tonight do we have any comments from youtube sid well uh, you, you had a couple of comments related from uh, randall just asking about uh, 
in this case, if you're doing a screen share using the, the new app, is it doing only audio? Also a question or a statement really that sometimes when using the new app, uh, the person is giving an error message yes. saying it's a super busy time to make a call. Uh, any uh, feedback? Sure, let me address the, the last one first on here. Issues? And that is our priority connect system. So when we have a high call volume, lots of folks calling in, we it triggers something and it's automatic. It's called Priority Connect and it allows people with paid accounts in and restricts the time when people with our free service, our guests can call in. And sometimes those last five minutes, sometimes they last an hour. It all depends on that call volume. But we tell people, if you get that message that, you know, we are extremely busy and can't take your call right now, please call back. Keep trying because that Priority Connect will lift as soon as our call volume lessens a bit. And that is just to give the folks who pay for the service um, a, bit of a, a bit of a perk there uh, for when we're really busy. And then the other question, and remind me of the other question, because I knew I was going to forget it. Just using the, uh, as, as far as screen share and, and only doing the audio. So screen share, if you are doing a screen share in the desktop app, you're going to be sharing your video and I believe audio as well. Is that correct, um, Amanda and Sid, as agents? Is that what you folks see? Yes, that's correct. Go ahead, Sid. I was just agreeing. Video and audio for that screen share. And when you screen share on the desktop app, you have a choice of whether you want to share your whole screen, whether you want to share an app. It's very similar to sharing your screen in Zoom or Google Meet or any of these kinds of platforms. Now, on the phone, we don't have a good way to do screen share yet. And I say yet because it's possible that we can get things working in so that we can do a screen share. We can't control your phone like we can with TeamViewer on the desktop, but we're working toward, because we know that's something that people want to do to be able to do things like uh, deposit checks and things like that. So that's something that's on the engineer's uh, roadmap in the, in the near future. Excellent. Uh, would you like to take another? Sure. Let's uh, take another uh, hand. Uh, I think we have time for right. one more hand. Debbie, uh, you should be online. Please ask your question. I'm here. It's Debbie from Kentucky. Hi, and, Debbie. Um, you might have uh, kind of answered my question. I was having some issues with uh, rating, getting voiceover to read in the newer app, so I'll have to play around uh -huh. with that more and see if I can't get that to work better yeah unfortunately it takes a once you um, activate that first button to rate the agent it's going to send you all the way back up to the top so you have to swipe back down and like i said our agents are working on that to see if we can affect that from within the app so that it's going to go right to that next field that you need to be in so not so much swiping and tapping yeah because people that would i mean i don't have as much problem but i know quite a few people that would have problems swiping and so it would be mm -hmm. You know, before in the older app, you didn't even have to do any, I mean, you didn't have to switch screens or switch, you know, it just was all kind of right there and so it was yep. easier. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're hoping that this will um, work itself out. And uh, I will let you know when it does, because you'll be hearing me doing a happy dance. <laughs> 
Well, we are almost at the end of the hour, and I want to thank uh, everyone here for coming tonight. We're going to a bi-monthly schedule for everyone, so we will not have a call in May. We will not have a call in July or September or November. So our next call with the amazing Braille calendar, yay, there it is, happy day, that will be on June 21st. And that will be, of course, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on June 21st. And Amanda, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> this actually answers a couple of the questions. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we will be, we are planning on uh, having some prep info like Savannah teased earlier for NFB and ACB, our agents uh, and our team start prepping months and months in advance for all of this. So we can provide you with lots of information that way. I did see one other question about, uh, can an agent help you get through TSA at the airport? Absolutely. And we will give some info about all of that in the June call as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I think it's quite fun whenever um, you use like the horizon glasses what, that we used to have, or even with your phone and you put it, you know, on the outside of your purse or your bag and the agent gets to see as they go through the magnetometer. <laughs> that is a Lots rite of, of passage going through the x-ray machine. Excellent. Excellent. Among other things, we will also have some more announcements. We will not be um, making ACB and NFB access locations this year. However, we will have staff at both conventions in the exhibit hall. So we will see you in Schaumburg and in Houston. And at Houston, we've got two airports. Um, we are crossing our fingers, still working with Chicago to make that. It's not going to happen by convention, folks, but at least you know, um, we have some interest there. So I'm hoping that uh, by this time next year, we can tell you about exciting things in Chicago. We are also going to be in Disability Inn uh, in July. So if you were going to be there with your company, we will be there. And I believe that's all I've got for this evening. I want to thank everyone, especially our new members of the team here, Amanda Knuckles, who is one of our agent managers. Thanks so much, Amanda. We're looking forward to June. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'll have uh, agent manager Alyssa will be joining us as well. We've uh, been hard at work with all this info, awesome. so we're really looking forward have. to it. They literally started in February, folks. No, we start the day after the previous convention ends. That's when we start. As soon as we know where the next ones are going to be, they are they are off and ready. And uh, it, it's great because you all know, you know, as chaotic as it is for us to go to convention, it's pretty chaotic for the agents, too. So and then thank you to Savannah Massey, who is our VP of Service Delivery. Thank you so much, Savannah, for the updates and uh, thank you for sharing everything that you do in agent land. It's such a big responsibility to make sure that we're doing what we do in the best way that we can do it. Thanks, Janine. Good to hear everybody and I much, much yeah. appreciate Amanda being here today. It's always so fun to hear directly from our agent managers. Absolutely. And of course, thanks to my wonderful producer, Sid, without whom we, we don't happen. Not sure if I happen tonight, but, but thank you so much, Sid. Thanks, Janine. Thanks, everybody. And Sid will be back in June with us. And until then, I'd like to thank you all. This is Janine Stanley for IRA.